Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How are you today? I'm doing well, Chris. How about yourself? Doing great. As always, doing great. Except this is a little bit of a tougher topic today. Mm, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, bringing a horse back... That's been starved. Uh, Both of us have been there in our careers, seen horses that are just in in a horrific body condition. Uh, But it it, it can happen to well-conditioned horses too. So it's it's a very interesting podcast on on how do you bring these horses back or how do you refeed them? And my first question of you is, is just, could you kind of describe or define what you consider from a nutritionist standpoint, what a starved horse is or what it looks like? Sure. So if we think about this kind of going back to the body condition scoring system, which we ground ourselves in on the regular on this podcast, but the body condition scoring system goes from one extremely emaciated to nine extremely obese. And our goal is to be between four and six. That would be what we consider the range of healthy, depending on the breed, the type of job your horse is doing, all of that fun stuff. Horses who are less than a body condition score of three are those that are considered extremely emaciated and at risk for the issues that we see in refeeding the starved horse. There are horses, if a body condition score of three is thin, and you're definitely going to want to add weight to that animal, but you don't have to be as careful per se when a horse is thin, but at a body condition score of three versus those horses that are much skinnier, uh, simply because their metabolic state has changed. And we'll kind of get into a bunch of that. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're talking about rescue cases or maybe a horse who's been extremely ill for some reason, and they've just lost so much weight that even a non-horse person would look at this horse and be like, oh, wow, that one is, that one is skinny. That is very concerning because you're really going to see their whole skeletal structure at this point, not just ribs. I mean, their neck is thin. You can see the outline of their shoulders, of their pelvis. These are extremely thin horses. And when they become that thin, I know we talk a lot about the tribute wellness system, which also does some top line scoring and things like that. They've catabolized a lot of their muscle. So it's not just that they've lost weight. They've lost all of their muscle as well, because basically their body's using that for fuel at that point. So these horses are going to be very thin. They're not going to have any muscle. Yeah, it's a sorry sight when you do see it. And even horses, it's not, and I I would tell listeners, you know, a couple cases that I came across, like you said, they, they were, they were medically induced causes. It wasn't owners and, you know, not, knowing how to feed a horse appropriately or something like that. You know, we see them in hospital and and not a, a one or a two, but get into that three range. So there, there are different causes, but today really focusing on how to bring these horses back. I guess one of my questions is because, you know, carrying this on to nutrition, what are some of the, the less obvious dangers of underfeeding or starving a horse? You know, things like hypocalcemia. So, The big picture things, you know, they're going to be weak. They've had muscle wasting. 
kind of the more minute things, um, they're much more likely to experience hypothermia. They, they just don't have the body condition to help keep themselves warm when it's cold. Their immune system becomes depressed. So they don't have nutrients to support all of those things in the body that we talk about. Uh, decreased wound healing would happen as well. So let's say they get a cut. It's going to take way longer for that to heal. They're at much higher likelihood that it could become infected. And then the other interesting things that tend to happen, we talk a lot a bit about how you're not just feeding the horse, you're feeding the microbes that live in the digestive tract of the horse. Mm -hmm. So you have things like decreased gut bacteria and even the cells that make digestive enzymes. That's what helps break down nutrients. Those are actually down-regulated or depressed when a horse is being starved. You touched on some of the things that we tend to see in their blood work. So a lot of what happens is that these horses have to mobilize stores of nutrients that normally would be provided in the diet to perform basic metabolic functions. Calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, all of those actually at a certain point start getting pulled out of bone because mm -hmm. they need to mobilize their stores. So you'll see things on blood work like low calcium, for example, hypocalcemia. Um, and that's part of actually what comes into the refeeding syndrome that we'll talk about is because of these metabolic shifts, the body doesn't respond appropriately to feed because it's completely shifted how all of these metabolic processes work because it's drawing from its own reserves to just stay alive. I, and, and I want to go back. I didn't even think about the microbes. You're right. It was, I was just thinking about the horse, but all those other organisms in the digestive tract. So that's interesting. Yeah. That, that's an interesting take that, that they're starving and dying. And so then when we go and put nutrients back in the horse, they're not going to be digested properly. Wow. Okay. So taking the, the, the next step, how do we carefully approach to the refeeding plan of a starved horse? So this does have to be done delicately and it's going to go against everything that you're feeling because you are going to look at this horse and you are just desperately going to want to put as much food in front of it as it is willing to eat. And unfortunately, in the very beginning, that's the absolute worst thing we could possibly do because its body is just in this completely different metabolic state. So what ends up happening is the first 10 days are incredibly important in being very careful how we feed them in order to avoid what is called refeeding syndrome. So basically, we finally get this horse food. It's going to digest it, not particularly well, but right, it's going to absorb some glucose from the digestive tract, causing the pancreas to release insulin. And this does a lot of different functions. One of insulin's jobs is to send fuel to peripheral tissues like fat storage or muscle storage. At the same time, electrolytes are required for those processes. And because like we talked about, the body used up all of its natural stores of a lot of those electrolytes, it creates really, really low blood concentrations. So what can end up happening, we fed them, they've gotten calories, the body responds 
appropriately to that, but it doesn't have all of the background nutrients it needs to finish that job. And you get something like really low blood potassium. And unfortunately, those horses become neurological. Um, they can have cardiac or pulmonary failure. So even though all we want to do is feed them, their body's not able to actually utilize that fuel appropriately. There's also, like we talked about, we've starved off a lot of the microbes that live in the digestive tract. So there's a lot greater risk of colic or diarrhea because of that compromised GI function. So during the very, very early parts of refeeding, what we're actually doing is feeding tiny, tiny, tiny meals many times a day in order to basically restart that process. So we have to get some food into them including a lot of times we try to use alfalfa hay because it is more dense and a lot of those minerals have been depleted, but we're going to give them small amounts so the body can essentially shift back over to a normal metabolic function. In terms of what that would specifically look like, the first couple days, we're going to look at days one through three, feeding one pound of hay Alfalfa and alfalfa blend, I've even had people use a grass hay. The biggest thing here is you want it to be soft and easily digestible. You don't want stemmy stuff. But you only feed a pound of it every four hours for a total of six pounds per day. That's not very much. And that horse is going to be like, oh my God, give me more. But the reason we're doing that is to just slowly reintroduce hay to start. So... Then we move on to days four through 10, and we're going to slowly increase the amount of hay, the number of feedings, so that we're getting up to a lot closer to what is a normal hay consumption. We just do it very gradually over those first 10 days. And then the nice thing is by day 10, we have introduced enough hay, and ideally you're going to work with your vet. A lot of times we're going to monitor these horses with blood work during these really critical first 10 days. Once we get to day 10, we can feed them free choice hay. And then from there, if they respond well to that, around the two-week mark, we're going to slowly introduce a concentrate. So it's a very, very slow process, and we're going to be careful about the concentrate that we introduce, and we can kind of talk about that as well. But it's going to go against everything you're feeling in that moment to look at this incredibly skinny horse and give them itty bitty meals, but it's so, so important. You know, the research shows that on average, even in well-managed cases, 20% of these horses don't make it if they've been to that point of being severely starved. Additionally, especially if they've gone down, the longer the amount of time these horses have gone down decreases the likelihood of a good outcome with kind of the three day mark being like the really bad cutoff. So it's an incredibly intensive process because these horses are in such bad shape. Well, you mentioned this refeeding syndrome and I know that is, that is a big, uh, topic, uh, refeeding these horses, you know, too quickly, because I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, okay, but wouldn't you want to put a little concentrate with some probiotic in it to get the gut microbes going again? Cause now I'm thinking about that. Uh, but, but you lay that out clearly, like you're right, 10 days, just get their, their metabolism kicked in to digesting some, some, uh, forage. But what is this refeeding syndrome and, and how can it 
kill a horse, right? It, it can kill them. Yeah. So just like I outlined, if we give them too much too quickly, their body isn't able to utilize the fuel and it basically causes super low levels of a lot of those blood electrolytes. And when you throw those out of whack, you're going to see severely negative consequences. Um, so it, it really comes down to the fact that because of the state they're in, they aren't able to keep their blood electrolytes within that tightly regulated range because they don't have enough of them. They can't pull them from somewhere else to bring those blood electrolytes up to where they are meant to be because they're simply not there anymore. They got used up while the horse wasn't being fed. So that is ultimately the crux of the issue. They become neurological Oftentimes they have things like heart failure is what ultimately kills them. But it, it all comes down to the fact that they depleted their mineral stores so significantly that when we provide feed and insulin goes to do its job, it doesn't have enough of those electrolytes to do them. So it uses up what it can and then the horse can't replenish them from anywhere and you get super low blood electrolytes. And unfortunately, that's what causes refeeding syndrome um, in these starved horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be really cautious, really cautious. So after day 10, we, we, talking about what concentrate to choose, am I thinking, okay, like I said, you know, uh, something with pre and probiotics, I, I, I want to support digestive health. Would even a supplement like Constant Comfort come in to help? But I'm thinking, do I go high fat low NSC or does NSC matter or do I want carbohydrate? You know, what, what's, what's the ideal concentrate for these types of horses? Ooh, great question. Okay. So in some respects early on, we're going to keep it really simple. Okay. Cause you're going to see very slow progress at first and don't be shocked by that. You're going to see progress, but the early part takes the longest. So what I recommend is uh, not thinking a whole lot about supplements or any of those things. So you're going to choose a high quality concentrate that is lower NSC because we don't want big insulin responses because we know those horses aren't normalized yet. So they have less of a chance of having issues as we go through this process, but we still don't want big insulin spikes. So those are caused by sugar and starch and then a moderate fat, higher fiber type product. So from our line, that would be Coleman easy. And I see where you're going at, like, oh, I want to put as many calories in front of this horse as possible. Let's go with something high fat. We do that, but not quite at first. So really the goal here is to get to a body condition score of above a three. Then we can kind of amp things up, put them on that higher fat product, still keeping, you know, moderate to lower MSC in mind. But we need to get through that initial process just very slowly and gently. We're the less likely to upset their digestive tract doing it that way. One of the issues that can happen if you threw a lot of fat at them early, remember, their digestive tract is not breaking down and utilizing things very well at first. A lot of the energy that went towards supporting those processes it obviously went away during starvation. So they have to build back up, for example the cells that make the enzymes that break down fat. That's going to come back over time. So we wouldn't want to do that at first. So we want to keep them on something very readily digestible. Um, think of it almost 
like a more bland diet, if you will, during that early phase. Then once we get them above a body condition score of three, those horses will still be thin, but then we can really get more aggressive in putting that weight back on. So once they hit day 14, what I like to do is I use Calmanese, but I just start assuming this is an average size horse, not a pony or a draft, but we would just start with half a pound of concentrate per day. And then every three days, we would increase by another half a pound until we hit what is the desired intake for that horse. And it's going to vary a little bit depending on the situation. Um, but oftentimes it's going to be something like eight or 10 pounds a day, plus the free choice, good quality hay broken into multiple meals. And then once we get that weight up higher, we're going to put them on something more calorie dense. And then it starts to get really rewarding because you're going to see that horse very slowly get to that body condition score of three. And then once we can get a little bit more aggressive, we're going to see them pack on the pounds more quickly. You did touch on something in your question with supplements. Do I need pre and probiotics and muscle building things and whatever? Ultimately, I mean, what I do when I formulate feeds is just build all of those things in. So from that perspective, we can, you know, pick a high quality feed that is doing that stuff because ultimately it's more economical and you're going to be feeding this critter a lot of feed for a while. So we want to keep it as simple and economical as possible. But those are definitely things that will help. You know, the other thing, we add those exogenous digestive enzymes. So an outside source of digestive enzymes super helpful for these horses because we know their capability of producing enzymes at first isn't great. So this helps the feed break down in the small intestine into those appropriate little like bite-sized chunks, whether they're amino acids or the pieces of lipids or whatever that are actually absorbed. So just looking at this, what's the long-term prognosis for a starved horse? What have you seen? Good news, once we get past the really critical 10-day where we're at high risk of refeeding syndrome, after that, the prognosis is really good. So the research says that on average, 20% of horses may not make it through those first 10 days. That's obviously just one study, so I don't say that to scare someone away from doing this process, but being realistic that there is a lot of risk during those first 10 days. Uh, but after that, I mean, it's it's a bit of a slow process, but... Uh, you know, four to six months later, a lot of times we have a healthy, happy looking horse. Understandably, some of them have some behavior things around feed that they still need to work through. Um, there can be some food aggression and different types of issues that come along with being starved. But metabolically and in terms of digestive function, once we get past that part, they really go back to being fed just like any other horse. Yeah. And I just, you know, thank you to all those out there listening that, that do do rescue work. I, I have some friends that still do it and uh, rescue uh, wild horses and, you know, Mustangs and things like that, that, that come in really skinny. Uh, so, so thank you for what you do. Any final tips on bringing these horses back? So I guess a couple, one patience, it's so hard at first, but stick to the program. And then after that, um, you know, people look at a horse, and this even now pertains to horses who maybe weren't starved but are thin. You know, we want to avoid any forced exercise for a while. There's a common misconception that in skinny horses, doing some type of work will help them build muscle. 
That's not true until we reach kind of a base minimum body condition score. The reason for that is the body can't send energy towards building muscle if it's already too thin. It is going to preserve and divert that energy just towards putting on basic fat stores because that's the most important thing for it to survive foundationally. So really until that horse is above a body condition score of three, you're definitely not going to do any work with it. Um, and even at a body condition score of three, it's going to be, you know, light hand walking a couple days a week, not riding the horse. I sometimes see people try to get back to that too quickly. What you really want to do is just first and foremost, focus on getting to that healthy body condition score of four, then we might change the feeding program, add a ration balancer. You're going to start a little bit of light work to help them build muscle, but you can't do that until they've put on enough fat stores that the body is able to shunt energy towards muscle development. They simply just, that can't happen in a horse who is very thin. So just be patient. And then once we get to that point, we can always put the top line back on later, even though that's what you're staring at every day. Focus on just energy, fat stores, and then we can adjust and get that muscle added over time. That's a great point. That's a great point, Nicole. Thank you so much for explaining all that today. And 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 if you run into this situation and you need help, I please, 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 please reach out to the tribute team. The link's always in the show notes, a free consultation, walk you through this process. And always remember to talk to your veterinarian, you know, if you've come across any starved horses, but to really get into a, a a solid feeding plan. You know, we have a whole team to include Nicole, nutrition experts ready to, to talk to you, to help you through that process. So thank you so much. Thank you for the reviews on iTunes and please keep those, those ideas, uh, podcast ideas coming on Facebook uh, or email to us. So thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, that was a great talk and, and I can't wait for next week. Yeah, we'll see what's coming. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>